from rehabbing and construction to luxury properties. Andy Polsky and his team are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus and can be found online at apgroupmn.com. Now, here's Andy Polsky. Welcome to the show. Today's uh, podcast I've been looking forward to for quite a while, and we, we have a couple professional snowmobilers here on the cast today. And the first one is Elias Ishul, and he can tell you how to say it in Norwegian. Yeah, Elias Ishul. There we go. He's, he's from Norway, and then we also have Aki. Bikla. Bikla. And Aki's from Finland. What's something interesting about yourself? The right snowcross. Yeah. Uh, in team boss racing. The first year when I came here, I had an interview. The lady asked me what I missed the most. So I said, my, my girlfriend uh, and two ducks. <laughs> I think I saw a clip of this. And, uh, it was hilarious. But I meant ducks. But, so <laughs> but, but she kept questioning you. She didn't know what that, you said. That, she thought you missed your ducks, right? Yeah. That's that's where I get famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as always, we have Andy Riemann in-house. How's it going, Andy? Good. Yourself? I'm good. Good, good. And then our our producer here, Marshall Saunders. Hello. So today we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what we see in the real estate market going into 2020. Kind of a little bit of a year end wrap on 2019. Uh, how's the market going? What are you seeing? Uh, kind of a slowdown at the end of the year or what? It's slowed down a little bit, but it's it's hard to tell year after year. I feel like it's better than the last three years for a winter market. Hmm. There's such low inventory. I'm I'm seeing a lot of buyers coming out of the woodwork now that are searching for a good deal. We had a big fall rush. Um, before Thanksgiving, but it's it stayed a lot more steady than I thought it was going to. So I think I've gotten two or three new buyers almost every week the last couple of weeks. So really good market. Any certain price range that you're seeing more activity? Again, I'm on the West Metro, so sure. it's, everything's, it's kind everything's of its, high price. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of its own market. Um, I get a lot of people that either want to downsize and, and move into a smaller home but have something unique with it, being Lakeshore or, or something nice, so they're willing to pay a premium. Sure. But they're looking for a smaller home. That's in the price range of, you know, five to most of the people are trying to stay under a million dollars. Right now it's super competitive. I think I might have mentioned on the last the last show, but it's still the same. If you price a home right and it's got Lakeshore and the West Metro, it's under a million. If it's priced right, gone. Off. Yeah, 10 offers in a couple days. It was fun. I took these guys. I took Ilias and uh, Aki to Matt's Bar yeah, in sure, Minneapolis sure. before that. Juicy Lucy. Yeah, we had Juicy Lucy's with my buddy Aaron Delgado on Team Juice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mortgage guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to show them a little bit of a staple. It's like, I'm going to take you guys to a restaurant that Barack Obama goes to when That's he comes right. in town. That's right. And then I take him to a little dive bar. You know, I'm more of a St. Paul guy, so... To me, the Nook is like the ultimate uh, Juicy Lucy, so I that's where I enter that whole debate. I'm a St. Paul guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> the Nook is good. Next time. Yeah. Or maybe we'll go there after this. That's right. And get right one. down the road. You can give them the whole round. We drove by there, and I was pointing out, I'm like, yeah, that's where Joe Maurer went yep, to high school. Exactly. Well, uh, Reem, you were saying before the show that there's been so much change in the construction industry about um, kind of like virtual technology and using technology to kind of scale projects before they exist. 
You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's actually really interesting. Um, you know, there's uh, uh, it, you know technology has been improving and in, in, uh, you know all over the place, and same with automation and, and everything else. And you know the the construction industry has 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 seen a lot of it. You know, there's still a need, obviously, for people. I mean, it's not you know I saw I was watching a bricklaying machine, for example, and it was creeping its way up a building, and you know a good brick mason can keep up with that thing. But eventually, um, you know, and in Japan. They got robots to hang drywall. And I was watching these things. They got knuckles all over them, and but they still can't do splices and and things like that. But a um, couple of the big things that I've been kind of seeing are uh, uh, have to do with the uh, the design and the planning process, and uh, that's the the virtual reality and the augmented reality. You know, I don't in in residential construction. I I, I don't see a lot of good planning all the time in, in residential. But I you know as as the technology improves, the cost comes down. And, um, you know, I think it's going to become uh, or it's becoming uh, a lot more mainstream. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's really remarkable on how, uh, uh, you you know, they can lay this stuff out and they can build uh, whether it's a house or whether it's a, uh, a stadium or, or a skyscraper or whatever industrial facility. They, they build the entire thing on a computer and uh, they show it in 3D. I mean, whether it's starts at tearing down the old place and, you know, all the way up to when people are sitting in the seats, you know, or working or whatever, and they're able to identify problems and, and uh, conflicts with uh, within the design. And it's uh, it shaves off a tremendous amount of time and cost and, you know, really shows it's a lot easier to understand than, than you know, kind of the two-dimensional drawings that were uh, made up most of the plans in the past. And it's a lot easier for to visualize. It's easier for the owners to visualize, um, you know, as well as the people actually doing the work. So, um, that's probably the the biggest thing that that I've seen in terms of construction technology. But automation, I think, is going to continue strong into you know as as thing. I was just talking to my son about it, and I told him I said, you know, when uh, the time we were watching a video on three D printing, and I said by the time. Uh, you know, you're you're my age on this stuff. I mean, it's going to be an entirely different world out there, and it's remarkable how the stuff just builds on itself and the the technology. Just you know, once it starts getting rolling, it just it's just a almost an exponential increase, and uh, it just keeps building on itself. So, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know 2020 brings more uh, automation and, and better design and stuff, and then you know, kind of each year it just seems like there's something new. What about uh, 2020? Where where are we going with 2020 as far as the real estate market? I, I think 2020 is going to stay strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an election year, so you're going to have some people kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting sure. to see the way things pan out. So I, I think it'll continue going pretty strong. Right. Um, well, I, don't, I don't see appreciation like we saw a few years ago, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anything is going to drop out or start. Maybe the higher end, the millennials are, are buying smaller homes. I think you're sure. going to continue to see these you know, four, 5,000-foot McMansions that are kind of builder grade, they might be decreasing in price, but mm-hmm. overall the market should stay strong. Well, I've noticed in St. Paul I, that we just had four houses or five houses for sale on the block, and they didn't even get the, the for sale signs in the ground, and there's new families moving in. And, uh, you know, I, I like so I got a patio in the front. I sit outside, and they're, like, waving at people. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, holy smokes. And this was out there for two, three days. I couldn't believe what they're getting for them. I mean, I know what uh, what I used to, you know, when I, uh, I was in the 7th Street neighborhood, and um, I've been there for a, a while. I'm familiar with the area. And, uh, you know, there's kind of that price point that it's, uh, you know, people just jump on. I can't believe it. They're just 
you know, I kind of figured it was going to be slow. It was the end of November, and I'm like, yeah, these things are going to sit here for yeah, a while. It's, and it's because there's no inventory out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So you've got these people that need homes. They're, they're yeah, going to fight over them. Right up and, you know. yeah. One thing that was really interesting, I, I was talking to Aki yeah. on the way here, and I didn't realize, you know, I wanted to get their perspective of real estate and their perspective yeah. of countries and, and how things are different and whatnot. And he actually told me he built his own house, I think it was last year, was it? Really? Yeah, and he he pretty much general contracted did the, did the framing and a lot of the work himself. So that was pretty interesting to hear. Wow, that's impressive. That's Finnish ingenuity. That's Sisu, right? Yeah, Sisu. Reem would like to. They they framed it with two by eight walls, Ooh. so that thing's not going anywhere. Two by eight walls. What do wow. they call that? Advanced framing or something? Now you know, stars <laughs> aren't the best insulators. So yeah, we don't have to use so much uh, electricity in the insulation. So. That's yeah, right. they insulated the crap out of it because mm-hmm. he said the electric, they heat them with electric there, and the energy bills are really high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you put geothermal in that one too, right? You said you had a pump in the ground. Yeah, that's uh, popular now in Finland. Uh huh. So now, what's a, what's Finland? What's a similar latitude that Finland's on? I mean, is it Canada or is it like uh, Alaska or is it here? It's yeah, dark. my hometown <laughs> is uh, in Arctic Circle. Okay, okay. So, oh, wow. <laughs> the weather is almost the same than it's here now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elias is also, uh, he went to carpenter school. Oh, really? So, yeah, Simon Bricklayer, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So what part of Norway are you from? I just live, yeah, just in the middle of Norway. Okay, so, right in the middle? Yep. I live like, I can go one hour and then I'm out to the coast, but yeah, I live up in the mountains. So you're about four hours from Oslo? Yeah. Okay. Five hours north. Gotcha. Yep. And my so my connection with these guys is is Ilya's t- boss racing. The team has been renting one of my lake homes, oh, I okay. think, for four years now. So I rent it out to the families in the summer for vacations and parties or whatever. And then these guys usually come in in November, and they come over here. I'll let I'll let them get into why they're here and you know why it's a good fit. But that's how I got connected with these guys, and it's been a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. Why do you have to come to the U.S.? I mean, I, I think you got plenty of snow in uh, Finland and Norway. Why do you come to the U.S. Uh, to do your snowmobiling? Oh, it's because of the snowcross racing over here is this bigger is and the it's thing. the biggest series in the world. So that's why we want to be here. And yeah, gotcha. it's really fun to be over here. And yeah, he showed us uh, a little bit around the city and day and told us a little bit of history about the the places around here so that was interesting to hear a little bit and uh, to see a little bit more than what you usually do because we are only up at uh, yeah uh, elk river and practicing and uh, training for the races so sure. we don't get to see so much but uh, yeah it was interesting to hear a little bit more so how long do you stay here when you come we stay here for the whole winter. Uh, oh, really? we, we only go home for uh, a couple of weeks, weeks in Christmas, but then we are here for the whole winter. And the, the area is a nice kind of a central point for the races, so they train at that ERX track in Elk River. And these guys train hard. Like, it was hard to get them here, and I, <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming because they're, they're either racing or, or training racing every day. Wow. it's a lot of commitment. Yeah. It, I mean, they're professionals. They get paid. Mm-hmm. So... Last year, Ilias won the entire circuit, like, pretty much he's the number one snowmobile wow. in the world. congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Good job. Thank you. And then, Aki, was it last year you came up from Pro Light and you're racing in the Pro in the pro division? Was it last year or two years ago? 
last year was my first one in pro class. Okay. And he's lighting it up, too. I, I mean, a lot of the races. The one I went to in Canterbury, it was fun because I think he was right behind you last year in a lot of the races and battling and out for first, and they're on the same team. Nice. Yeah, how does that work? I mean, you got some friendly competition there, right? Yeah, for sure. But I, to, I hope it's friendly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's friendly. <laughs> but for sure, when we go on track, we are, yeah, we yeah, are. Uh, you're beating each other. Yeah. 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 yeah so you guys run. race against each other? Yeah, we are in the I same team. I thought you were on the same team. <laughs> we are in the same team and racing against each other. So. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. We don't hit each other that hard. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Give each other a little break. <laughs> it's kind of like NASCAR. They draft yeah, off yeah, each other right, and stuff. Right. Yeah. How much can you win on some of these races? Not to be too personal, but uh, like, what, are, what is the, the grand prize on some of these races? Uh, all the races has different contract with their teams and everything sure. like that. But uh, last week it was uh, our uh, dominator race in uh, in uh, Duluth, and yeah. then it was ten grand to the, the one huh? that dom- won the dom- dominator. Elias won that one, right? Yep. So you're part of the uh, from the part of Finland that uh, gets uh, very little sunlight during the day, or. Yeah, that's why what? we drink uh, a lot of coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it takes a lot to keep you awake. Yeah. That melatonin's going, you know, 24 hours. So uh, so they call it the land of the midnight sun, right? Yeah. So there's times of the year when it's it very rarely gets dark, and then there's other times of the year that it's dark almost all the time, right? Yeah, in midsummer, there's, uh, the sun is up 24-7, like one month. Sure. But... Uh, uh, like at this time, the sun doesn't uh, came up. We have a little bit light, but we don't see the sun. Yeah, what do they call that? It's like uh, this. Uh, like I don't twilight. know. The, yeah. Yeah, twilight. The, it's a kamos. Oh. How we call it in Finland. Aki was asking me what homes go for as we're driving sure. through. We were driving through that West Seventh area, St. Paul, and I was like, you know, anywhere from two to three hundred thousand. And he was, he was kind of blown away by the cost because when you look at the cost in Finland, what'd you say those same homes would go for, like somewhere around a hundred thousand? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like some of the most affordable real estate in the Twin Cities. Exactly. I mean it's a pretty good deal. I it's love a, West Seventh. Yeah. It's a safe, beautiful area. Yeah. I went I guess I wouldn't call it beautiful, but uh, <laughs> yeah, really. it's pretty nice. You know, it's uh, <laughs> a neighborhood over. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. they even got what uh, they put it down by that uh, the old brewery, they don't call it the uh, quote unquote artist district. Yeah, that's right. Which uh, case and all yeah, that. yeah. I've been on Seventh Street long enough to know that there's uh I don't know that I would ever call everything anything the artist district down there, <laughs> but it's one of the junk shops and you know, but it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's really a nice area, and it's one of the best. I lived there after college too, mm-hmm. and it's I think it's one of the best values, bang for your buck in the yeah. cities. Well, it's nice. It's right by the freeways. I mean, the location is good, right. and there's You're right uh, downtown. Yeah, you got food everywhere. I was looking at Zillow, and uh, I, oh, how did they phrase it? They uh, uh, trendy West Seventh is what they call trendy it. Trendy West Seventh. Uh, there's a ton of stuff in walking distance. I mean, it's bar church, bar church up and down West Seventh. So right. you know, you can go in and uh, you know have a few cold ones and go and repent. And then stop and have a few more, you know. So it's uh, got everything, a little bit of everything for anyone. So, do you guys have a lot of new construction going on, like for houses and in, in your respective countries? Oh yeah, it's uh, especially in my hometown. We have uh, a big, it's a big holiday place. So I build a lot of holiday houses and vacation homes and uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, how what's the population in your town? And what's the name of it again? So people, you can Google it here. Uh, the name of the town is Uptar. 
Uptal. Uptal. Yep. And it's spelled like O P P D A H L. The A L. O P P D A L. D A L. Yeah. And now tell us about your your hometown, Aki. Uh, my hometown is a little bit bigger, maybe about two hundred thousand okay. people living there. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of tourists coming, as, uh, especially in the winter time because we live in Arctic Circle. So the Santa Claus. Santa Claus lives there. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they come to see, see that. And so these guys were telling me too, they, in the off season, they ride dirt bikes a lot. Sure. Keeps them going. So if, if you've never seen a race, I'd recommend you, you YouTube it and, and take a look to, at these yeah. guys racing. Cause what you see, everybody knows motocross and what they do on these dirt bikes. Well, these guys are doing that on snowmobiles pretty much. So it's extremely technical. They were, it, it was fun hanging out. Cause I, I recently did like a serious go kart racing with some of my European buddies who mm. take it seriously, and I was like, I can keep up with you guys on a go kart, <laughs> and they're pretty fast. But I I really found you got to pick your line if you're not if you're not committed to that line, all of a sudden you're you're a second behind every lap, and then two sure. seconds right gets pretty technical. Fascinating. Where's your next race? It's in Fargo this weekend. Oh, Fargo. Yeah. And then the one after that is Canterbury, right? Yep, in Jacoby. So that would be not this weekend? It will we be the weekend first weekend up. in January. First weekend in January. Yeah. So I'll be down there. Come come find me, and I'll take you behind the scenes. We'll check oh, out cool. their trailer. Do you guys have any questions for us? Or No, it's uh, interesting uh, to hear about the real estate, because I have a couple apartments for rent uh, in my hometown, because it's a lot of tourism, so... It's nice to hear that uh, how it works here. Do you rent them out like vacation rentals too, or is it like longer term? You rent them out for months at a time, or in summer it's uh, more like long time rent, but in winter uh, it's uh, like Airbnb. Okay, so like three months during the summer, or what's what's like a normal? No, it's like um, four months in winter time, and then it's uh, Airbnb, and after that it's like uh, renting a uh, long time. So they'll rent it for, for eight months or something. And then seven, for four seven, months. Yeah. yeah, seven or eight months. Yeah. And then do you manage that yourself or do you have somebody kind of manage it? Uh, my girlfriend is uh, taking care of that in winter time when nice. I'm here. So yeah. it's, how was your good for me. <laughs> how was your home building experience? How long did it take you to build it? Uh, it take, uh, took two years because uh, I spent half of the year here. So it's uh, like total one uh, one year. And you do you have a carpentry background too? Uh, no, I just uh, started uh, building like a garage to my old house. Then I sold uh, sold sold the house and started building the new house. Okay. So I didn't have any experience before that. So do you YouTube it or what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much YouTubing <laughs> and. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, we have like. Uh, uh, the guy who who watches your work and says what to do if you don't by yourself. So that's pretty easy. Yeah. And what's your background in carpentry, Elias? Yeah, my fa- my dad has his own company where he builds uh, houses and everything like that. So, yeah, everyone, uh, all from uh, the excavator and... Uh, yeah, to build uh, to the ground from to build a house and everything like that. So you grew up 
kind of seeing him doing that? Did you help him growing yeah. up too? Yeah, I did go help him, and yeah, it's uh, just always been there. And it's that and snowbilling I haven't done the, my whole life. Well, thanks oh. for coming on today, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. That'll uh, wrap our show. Everybody have a, a great Christmas holiday season, and, and we'll see you next year. Thanks a lot, Andy. Thanks, thanks Andy. Thanks, Bye. guys. This has been Andy Polsky's Guide to Financial Freedom Through Real Estate. Andy and the team at the AP Group of REMAX Advantage Plus bring you, the listener, and their clients a wealth of knowledge and experience in real estate, investing, remodeling, construction, vacation rentals, and developing. They can be reached at 763-639-6522 or online at apgroupmn.com. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting, who can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the individual participants alone and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the AP Group, REMAX Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting.